The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Romeo Challenger is a musician who's been the drummer for the rock band show Waddy Waddy since 1973. And he's on the line with us here just now. Good afternoon, sir. How do you do? Good afternoon to you. I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Just uh, looking out the window and uh, I see a bit of sunshine coming out, but it's quite damp at the moment. Yes, I don't think the sun's here for very much longer, unfortunately. (laughs) So does it bring back loads of memories for you when you listen back to all your hits yeah to a point where i can even remember um recording them sitting down and discussing what we we're going how we we're going to sort of uh, play the thing and uh you know just 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 generally getting things together mm. i mean I, when i hear hey rock and roll which was our first um hit you know i can just we just it takes me back to actually getting down around the drums and sort of working out what I'm going to play. So it, so it's just just great memories, actually. And Chawadi Wadi spent 209 weeks on the UK singles chart and had 10 top 10 singles, including a number one. What was it like to have all that success? It's great feeling because, I mean, we didn't get into the business to actually have hits and all that. All, all we wanted to do was just to work, get on stage and entertain people. Mm-hmm. So having all those hits is like the icing on the cake. And the, the fact that we weren't actually pursuing that side of it was even better because it was just fantastic. We loved yeah. it. A lot of people we knew and all that, you know, was, you know, coming up and saying how good this is, you know, school mates and everything. So, yeah, it was very, very good. The thing is, you know, uh, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And we just, it was just great to sort of be in that position, yeah. especially, as I said before, you know, it wasn't something we pursued at all. Yeah. Do you think the fact that you didn't pursue it kind of helped you in a way because maybe after you had one hit, you perhaps weren't expecting another, so you maybe didn't let yourself get carried away? Yeah, correct. I mean, the thing is that at the time, um, we were talking, I can't remember who said it, but somebody from a record company or something like that. So generally, bands like us who, who were sort of uh, moved into sort of the pop side of things yeah. generally only had about three or four hits and then your career is over i mean <laughs> it's ridiculous because now i mean next year we're going to be together shawadi is going to be as uh, 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 as a force for 50 years yeah has all that time gone by in a blink 
It has. It really <laughs> has. I mean, I, it, I just look around and I just say, my God, you know, when, you know, when, when you actually say the word 50 years, half a century, and you, you know, it's just unbelievable. I, I really yeah. can't believe it. To me, it, it, just yesterday to me that we were doing like stuff at the top of the pops under the moon of love and all that sort of stuff yeah. it's just the time has just flown by and am I right in saying you actually had the most appearances on top of the pops than any other artist I think so me I, possibly Checking Stevens might have done one oh, or two yeah. more, I think but um, we were certainly up in the certainly the top three certainly up there and it's amazing because in the 70s there were all sorts of new genres coming out like disco and punk and new wave but you managed to fight them off and get to the charts still yeah the, the thing is i mean if you, you just look back and you think what well, when we came when we had our first hit 74 you can you know you, you've got the likes of led zeppelin uh genesis yes yeah. all the progressive bands and all that that were doing all that stuff really really great musicians and all that and um, on on well, on the back of that came the likes of ourselves and Sweet and Mud and all those sort of bands mm. who who kind of changed it slightly because I think a lot of the a lot a lot of the music music that was been put out to the public was probably we consider probably a little maybe a bit too serious and you know that for me the whole point of being in the music business was to make people happy and you know uh, enjoy themselves and all that I I mean I do understand there's another side where people can started to think about music and you know ponder about the lyrics and all the rest of it but that was never um our intention at all we wanted people to dance to be happy get away from their maybe their mundane life mm. and um you know put themselves in an altered state and enjoy now your biggest hit your number one hit under the moon of love why do you think that's so synonymous with you? Because it is a cover, but I think most people know your version more than the original. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, it was. It's a great song for a star. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just think it just, it, it, it was one of. The, if you remember, Paul McCartney was wrote a song about silly love songs and all the rest of it. I think it's one of these songs that hits the public straight away. It, it is a love song, yeah. and um, I think. Uh, the way it was presented on TV as well um, sticks in the memory of a lot of people, as yeah. well as selling a million copies. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did you actually start playing drums yourself? I started playing drum kit in 1962. <laughs> that that is a, that's going back that what you would call the olden days. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd always um, had music at home. My my mum was a great pianist. Um, you know, my my family they were all into music. I listened to a lot of music. Even by you know up up until the age of twelve, I was just listening to stuff, and I found that I could actually keep time with some of the records. But you know, I was I just loved to see all the bands and all the rest of them on TV, and I tried to copy them. I eventually um, got um, bought a drum kit um, and um, started playing around with that. And um, it just, I just found I could do you know three way coordination, which is your know, right hand, left hand, and right foot playing a rhythm there, mm. and um, it just went on from there. You know, I had lessons, uh, learned to read music, and all the rest of it, and um, turned professional at the age of nineteen. Uh -huh. 
And this drum kit that you bought was £12, I believe. That's it, which right. Yes, it was. was a lot yes. of money in 1962. It I think was. it's about 10 times that now. So where did you get the money? Well, I had to do a morning paper round and an evening paper round to do it. It took me a long time, but um, I was I was determined to do this on my own because it was, you know, it's an expensive item as well. And, yeah. um, you know, we weren't flush with money at all. And, you know, it's like anything, you know, I, I wanted to work for it anyway and it was a good investment well i think so (laughs) so you turned professional at 19 what was your first professional thing my first professional gig was um was uh bridlington spa ballroom um it was in the days of when uh you got the hippies sitting down crossed legs holding joysticks in the hands and all that it was very progressive and hippie time 69 you know um uh i think a year or and the year later which is i think something that i've I've never achieved since and it is one of my the pinnacle of me being a musician was that we played the isle of white festival in 1970 which was a fantastic um experience for me i just extreme i mean also all the bands that i i was into bands like free and so many other bands and um yeah, it was brilliant. I, I I just loved, you know, playing the Isle of Wight Festival, remembering that was uh, Jimi Hendrix's last British performance, I believe, mm. before he died. You know, um, we, we I was in a band called Black Widow. Yeah. And uh, we did the Thursday, which was like a shop window for all the other bands, up-and-coming bands at the time. And, um, you know, and the, the, the Isle of Wight Festival was going to end with Jimi Hendrix, you know, headlining the whole thing and you know and of course unfortunately a couple of days later I think it, it, it came into the news that he died yeah. you know so yeah the other white festival was fantastic that must have been quite a shock well yes because I was massive I was massively into Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah. You know, when I when I first saw them um, on Top of the Pops once again, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it. It actually blew my mind. You seen this fantastic uh, band, and I think it's a song was "Hey Joe." It yeah. was, and I just, I, I, you know, I bought, went out and bought the album straight away, and um, I've been a fan since, and I still am. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. And how did you actually get involved with this band called Shawadi Wadi? The band I played at the Isle of Wight Festival, a band called Black Widow, um, I did three albums with them up until 1973. Um, yeah. The band folded due to, mm, you know, probably infighting in the band, the lack of success, you know, the general thing. Yeah. And this band I was in, Black Widow, they were sort of, we call it a progressive rock band at the time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, we were playing music in not 4-4, four, four, but 7-8 and 5-8 yeah. and 9-4. All, all the different time sequences you can think of, you know, which was good. Mm. But, you know, for us, it, we, it wasn't reaching anybody. <laughs> so anyway, the band folded and I came back to live in Leicester. Um, so while living there, I, uh, you know, I have my local newspaper, the Leicester Mercury, which is an evening paper. I thumbed through that and I looked through the musicians wanted side of it. And it said um, they wanted, uh, you know, there was a band called uh, Choice looking for a drummer. Mm. Um, so I applied for the audition, um, got the job and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. Shawadi Wadi is a really unusual name, isn't it? Where did that come from? Well, uh, Shawadi Wadi came from the backing vocals of um, doo-wop songs. Yeah. You know, you'd hear, bap, bap, shawadi, wadi, bap, shawadi. <laughs> that was uh, as, as simple as that. And there's a distinctive look that you've always had as a band as well. Whose idea was that? What it was, uh, Shawadi Wadi, we were playing... We, it, well, Shawadi Wadi was two bands, actually. Yeah. A band called Choice, which I was in, and that was four of us. And there's another. the other band was called The Golden Hammers. So it was like an, an, an amalgamation of musicians. Uh, we all decided on playing 50s, late 50s music, doo-wop and all of it. But we we looked and we wanted to have a, a British identity because um, the Americans never had Teddy Boys. Mm. They had their college look, their college, university, and you know, which um, uh, in England we never had. We had the sort of Edwardian, velvet-collared, long-draped thing. Um, yeah. So we went for that. But then, but, but then somebody says, well, look, if you're going to look and do that, why don't we all have different colours and all the rest of it for it to sort of be more of a, uh, a stage presentation? Mm. And and basically that's how the image evolved. You know, it, it was just a, a remark by somebody. And somebody said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you you wear pink, I'll wear red, you wear the green and blue and mauve and all the rest of it. So, yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah. So do you think both those outfits and the unusual name of Shawadi Wadi helped your success in a way because people might find it different well that was part of it that was a, I mean that, that that was part of it but I mean like yeah. the fact that we actually went on stage and and do, did a show I mean you got to remember the time when we were doing it everybody was sort of trying to be progressive and musical and do all, all that sort of stuff mm. so it was mind-blowing to see a band coming out coming out and playing like that yeah. and remember it was an eight piece 
piece as well. So we were doing sort of uh, dance routines while we were doing the, the songs. So it was drastically different from like Genesis and all the other bands. Mm. Drastically different. So anybody who wasn't particularly interested in, you know, Genesis and the progressive side of it, we probably, you know, captured them and, and you, you know, captured their imagination and said, well, you know, this is realistic to us and maybe we should follow this band. No wonder you kept getting bookings on top of the pops if you were doing all dancing stuff. Oh, yeah. It, well, it was. I mean, it, you know, it, it, the, the thing is, we were, we'd be, we'd work on a song, you know, to, to work out the length of it and the arrangement and all that. Yeah. But the dance routine as well was something that we all had to work on as well. So not not only were we actually working on the songs itself, we were yeah. find a way how to make a, a, a dancing uh, routine attached to it. As an eight-piece, was it ever hard to organise a time when you were all free or did it actually end up working most of the time? No, 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 it wasn't. No, no, we all... The thing about... The weird thing about Shawadi was we're one of these weird groups where punctuality was something that, you know, we could rely on. You know, yeah. we, we it wasn't difficult to get the band together at all. When we when everybody when we were needed, we were all there. Not a problem. Yeah. And what do you think the secret to Shibadi Wadi's everlasting appeal is? In the seventies, I mean as I say, we'll go back from the seventies and our, our appeal was that we, we weren't trying to be clever with the music or mm. anything like that. It was just middle of the road stuff. Um, entertainment and you know it is difficult for me to say why and how we all we ever did was just stick to what we wanted to do what worked for us and throughout the 40 49 next year 50 years it continues we don't change we don't we're not particularly affected by other bands or (laughs) other genres out there we do what we do it's shawadi wadi stuff down the line you know Take it or leave it. And how many gigs are you doing a year at the moment? Actually, I haven't counted, but it's quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I heard somebody say once that you broke a world record for doing 300 in a year. Is that right? Well, I believe so. I believe, I mean, I've heard that, but I mean, I, I don't think we did it a, a lot. I mean, it must have been just that one year. But we, yeah. I mean, we have been very, very busy over the years. And how does touring and performing today compare to how it was all those years ago? I mean, the audience has maybe changed. They've got a bit older, maybe bringing some younger people. But in terms of maybe the music you do and the atmosphere, is that different? Yes and no. The thing is, what ha- what's happened is um, the Shorty Wadi fans have obviously got older, but yeah. we've noticed younger people coming to the to, to the gigs, uh, which I've presumed they um, they they've probably heard uh, our stuff being played by their parents yeah. and um, you know listen to it and come along and uh, just just see and hear what Shorty was all about. Because I mean, we've had a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, um, we didn't really know what to expect from Shorty Wadi," but as children, our parents played a lot of stuff and so we've come along to see you know what it was all about yeah and what are the songs that you know when you perform them the audience are gonna go crazy well all of them (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean uh, we've had i think 23 24 hits um together and um 
Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously like songs like you know, you got what it takes, say rock and roll, under the moon of love. Yeah, they're the ones. But it's, it's difficult. They all, all the songs, all of them get massive reaction from the crowd. Yeah. So you know, you, we, I can only think that you know, all, all the stuff we do is is, is is sort of appreciated by the audience. Do you have a personal favourite? Yes, you got what it takes. Why that one? It's just a great song. It's a, it's a, it's a song written by Barry Gordy, who was the founder of Tamla Motown, and. Uh, uh, to me, it's that sort of like early R and B uh, rhythm and music. So yeah, I, I I I just love the song anyway. And what's your secret? Because you're still performing after nearly fifty years with Shawadi Wadi, and then in general, even more than that. So why do you still love it so much? It's just me. I can't imagine doing them. I've never. Well, having said, I'm going to say I've never done anything else. I have done anything. So when I left <laughs> school, I was an, an engineer's apprentice. But you know. Um, <clears throat> I can't imagine ever doing anything else. It's something that I always wanted to do. And I'm just so lucky and blessed that I'm in, in the position to do it, um, you know, health-wise and everything else, you know. Yeah. I just, it's just me. I just love doing it. Yeah. And what's your best memory of your time with the band so far? Too many t- to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, uh, uh, <clears throat> the, well, I do remember when we had um, our first number one. That was fantastic. Yeah. When, when that went to number one, that was because I always, you know, I thought, well, we got into the music business and we started selling records, which we didn't want, to, you know, which we which we didn't pursue. But to have a number one was incredible once again. So I, I do remember, you know, when we got phoned, I got phoned up by the management and say, oh, you want you're number one now. And that was just a, a fantastic and brilliant feeling. Now, you're doing shows all the time, of course, and I've got a few dates here. You're going to be in Dunfermline on the yes. 7th of October, brand new city Dunfermline, then Greenock, Morecambe, St Helens, Skegness, Middleton, Yarm, Bolton, Bromley, Guildford, Froome, Malvern, St Albans, Grimsby, Crawley, yeah. Homeforth, Warrington, Sturminster in Dorset, and that's just some of them for the rest of the year, and then next year you're doing even more, so you're going to be yes. very busy. Yeah, because well, next year we're going to be, next year will be the 50th year anniversary, so we'll be doing you know special good gigs and stuff like that you know yeah absolutely and what else is coming up for you anything or do you just do shows and stuff at the moment just do shows just do shows yeah excellent well where can we keep up to date with you and find out all the news about Shawadiwadi that we need to know well, well just go to um, shawadiwadi.net and um, you'll find all the information there excellent well many thanks for joining us today it's been great to talk to you my pleasure my pleasure Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.